I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Wiki how to beat a murder rap nine steps with pictures. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk tonight about Chapter 71, How to Get Away with Murder by Arabella Anderson and directed by James DeWill. You know how to get away with murder? Be rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd do it. Yeah. Or you can just join the military, and then it's your job. So, this episode, mm-hmm. ready to just dive in? I would love to. Is, are, are, are you burning to talk about it? I walked the dog. <laughs> we should have been going for half an hour she now. She had the poop. She <laughs> farted at me. She looked me in the eyes and farted. That dog was trying to say, I need to poop. I didn't say it didn't need to happen. I'm saying, yes, I'm more than ready. I was trying to make a joke, though. Nice transition about the burning. Oh, the burning. Because this episode... Mm-hmm. See, who, who doesn't get segues? You always say it's me. So we start this episode <laughs> with... The flash forward we saw many, many months ago. That is not a flash forward now. It is time. It is now. And we have our core three standing around a fire in their undies, burning Jughead's hat with voiceover. The best ever. From Jughead that says, well, it finally happened. What you've been waiting for. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's so true. That sassy boy mm-hmm. is coming at us from behind the grave. <laughs> and then the voiceover continues that driving back, not one word was said to each other. But they, they prob- should have. Probably should have. And they are sitting in Archie's. Uh, truck, which was Fred's truck, mm-hmm. uh, and they are all still in their underwear, driving back in silence. Dead silent. Then we see them all individually go home. First, Veronica tries to sneak in to her parents' house, where I still am questioning, when did you move back in? But whatever. And they see her, and they're like, why are you in your underwear? Like, this is the first time this has happened. Come on. And the thing that's funny is, so her excuse is that they played strip poker. She lost her clothes. Like, they were gone. A a good portion of them, for sure. My note, I accidentally, uh, it got autocorrect to syrup poker. Which should Which is be a so thing. accurate. That should be a thing in this show. It should. How have they it, never played syrup poker? Whenever you win a hand, you get to dump syrup on top of someone else. Yes. Yes. If you fold, you're safe. So then Archie sneaks in and Mary's like, Archie, it's 3 a.m. Why are you in your boxers? <laughs> and his story is that uh, there there was some skinny dipping. They went down into the swimming hole, but then the preppies ran off with their clothes as a prank. Hey, Archie, where were you keeping your car keys if that's what happened? Were they very, very polite preppies who emptied the pockets and just took the pants? He likes to store those on him uh, in his skin pocket like a river otter 
That's that's what he thinks his butt crack is for. He he keeps him tucked up in the armpit like a like an otter's favorite rock. Yeah, let's go with that one yeah. instead of the butt crack. She isn't really totally buying this. She can tell something's <laughs> wrong, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like. Yeah! God, Mom, I'm fine. I'm just a teenager in America today. Gosh, leave me alone. And so Betty goes home as well. And Alice is all like, what the hell? Why are you in your underwear? Is that blood? And she's like, no, it's red wine, Mom. Underage drinking, Elizabeth! (laughs) I love her. So much. Betty's excuse is that they went to the party, but it was actually a toga party, and they didn't know, and Brett spilled red wine all over her. So she's a jerk. So she put her clothes to soak in a sink, but then when she went back, they weren't there, and Alice is just like, I don't understand. Could Jughead not lend you a flannel? (laughs) You were at your boyfriend's. He's apparently a flannel dispenser. (laughs) And Betty is almost in tears mm-hmm. at, uh, she, at the mention of Jughead. And she she rushes upstairs, and there's this really cool like camera spin that happens. Yeah, the the camera zooms through a mirror. We are through the looking glass, people, uh, to reveal the room as it really is, and and it turns around. And Betty is is panicking. Oh yes. Jughead's voiceover comes back, mm-hmm. and as Betty is panicking in the mirror of her vanity, uh, Jughead says, that's the thing about murder, you gotta have the stomach for it, as Betty goes and pukes. Yeah! Oh, and he says, especially if it points to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next morning at Pops, Archie, Veronica, and Betty have compared notes and they do not like how they compare. And they're like, oh, my God, we all should have said the same thing. We should have talked <laughs> about this. But we, we get a lot of exposition and how we got from A to B in this little scene. Yes. Charles ha- is elbow deep in this cover up already. Uh, Betty has informed him about what happened. And Veronica and Archie are like, should we have? Like, what? <laughs> and Yeah. There's there's also a little bit of like we saw you with the rock yeah. like we don't actually know who did anything and Betty says hey I I rushed in I picked up the rock it was f- a foolish move I know but uh, uh it's it's fine don't worry about it they're 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 trying to frame me yes they're they're also questioning you know why. Would they want to murder Jughead? Silly Veronica, expecting the Stonewall kids to have a motive. Ugh. Betty says, it might just be a game to them. (laughs) Uh, And then Kevin comes over and is all like, hey guys, what's going on? Mind if I join you? And Archie's like, yes, we're private conversation, go away. He he does this gorilla grunt. And... Kevin leaves, and Betty's all like, that's exactly what we weren't supposed to do, Archie. <laughs> Kevin, come on Kevin, over. We love you, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin dear. did you decide what the school musical's gonna be? Yep. End of the scene. Yeah, they don't actually talk about it. <laughs> they might not have licensed anything by the time they shot that scene. Uh, so then uh, Archie goes home, and Mary has uh, her friend from Sarah Lawrence, uh, the naval officer, Brooke Rivers. Counselor Brooke Rivers. Fuck, why is her name Brooke Rivers? Don't go chasing waterfalls! Did you not listen to the song? <sighs> Anyhow, uh, 
I, I put it in my notes as a prediction that we don't uh, find out yet that Counselor Rivers seems to have a real crush on Mary in this scene, just like the way she's looking at her. You sure you want to talk about now and not later? Yeah, I want to talk about now because it makes me look good. But anyhow, the, the meat of the scene is that uh, uh, the Naval Academy is back on the table because while Archie couldn't box for shit that day, yeah. he showed tenacity and gumption. She's all like, I can put a recommendation in for you. And Archie's like, sure, sounds good. Gonna go for a run. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Veronica also goes home. And uh, Hiram and Hermione and Hermosa's there. Hiram wants everyone to re-sign the will. Which is a thing other people have to do, I guess. Yes, your aunts and uncles always, someone always brings a will to Christmas. <laughs> well, they never ask me to sign it. No, because there's seven siblings. <laughs> like, they're all fine. <laughs> but... That's happened like five times over the years. Like, they're like, oh, I have my wills for the siblings to sign. And your cousin's always like, why do we have to do this at Christmas? <laughs> and I'm like, well, everyone's together and they might not make it to the next one. They have so far. But Veronica is the one very upset at, at this point. Yes. She doesn't understand what's going on, what the rush is, and Hiram insists, it's a normal thing. People do this. And I'm like, yeah, actually, people do do this. People do this quite often. Yes, but nobody does normal things in this family. People don't do what lodges do. And so Veronica rips into them about how she's not playing these games anymore. She's mm -hmm. not pretending tears up the will and storms out. And this is a shrewd move on her part in her goal to, to keep her father healthy because this is a little known fact, but you are not legally allowed to die without a will. Oh, I'm going to live forever. Yeah, that that's the loophole they don't want you to know about. Hey. Coroners hate him. <laughs> what yeah. a weird trick. I mean, the only thing we got to worry about is who gets smoky. So, uh, Betty also goes home. Mm -hmm. She is sitting at her vanity in her room, and she calls FP, and she is reading a speech that she previously wrote out yes. to call him. While Charles about... is next to her, like, giving encouraging looks but we don't thumbs like, up. No, that, right yeah, away, I'm... actually. You don't know he's in the room at first. It's very right. strange. She she's like, hey, F, you know, Mr. Jones, uh, haven't heard from Jughead today. And I'm like, can't you just go downstairs and tell him? Like, you guys live in the same house. <laughs> He's at work. And she's like, did you talk to him? Uh, maybe he went somewhere to write. You know, I have to swing by Stonewall anyways to pick up some stuff I left there. So I'll see if he's there. Okay. And Charles does give her a bug to take to Stonewall. Yeah, th this whole script thing is unsettling because Betty has spent way too much time learning how to kill someone for someone who hasn't killed someone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Betty goes to Stonewall mm -hmm. and uh, walks in to Jughead's Well, room. not anymore. Old it's not. Room. <laughs> and uh, Brett and Donna are there, of course. And she's like, oh, have you seen Jughead? And they're like, not since you went into the woods with him. Yeah, and she's like, I didn't go into the woods with him. I went into the woods with you. And it just goes like back and forth like this. Like b both uh, 
everyone is very forcefully getting their story on the record. Like, <laughs> because while Betty knows that there is a bug in the room because she brought it with her, the other two must suspect from the way oh, they are yeah. wording every single sentence. And over-enunciating <laughs> yeah. everything. Like, I didn't do that. You did that. Also, Jonathan is here. He is a notary public, so he's just going to stamp all these affidavits that are coming out. Was he in the room? No, that oh. was a joke. Sometimes I make them. Okay. I was like, did I miss him? <laughs> uh, and it, So they go back and forth, and Donna uh, implies that Betty was drunk and blacked out, mm -hmm. which is why she doesn't remember. Uh, and she's all like, you know, Evelyn did say you have a history of that. Yeah, get it. Wink, uh, wink. And then Betty starts to question Brett. And he's just like, oh, we had a chat, but he was weird. He had a bunny mask that night. Oh, he said he was going to go meet you. And then he definitely did that. I have full faith. They have this whole conversation. Betty places the bug and mm -hmm. then she leaves and she gets a really big bump from Joan. Yes. The Which sort is of very suspicious. Really big underlined bump that you might get from somebody who is trying to pickpocket you or plant something on your person. Just saying. Betty, check your pockets. So uh meanwhile, Veronica and Archie are drinking uh -huh. together. Uh-huh. You know, it's their second favorite thing to do together. Yeah. Uh and Veronica's like swings one back and is like, he made a will. <laughs> and Archie's like, my mom wants me to go to the Navy. <laughs> no, he wants to ship me off to the Navy. And they're both like, but the big thing we have to worry about is whether Betty's a murderer. <laughs> yes. So they have a whole conversation. Mostly Veronica is suspicious. Mm -hmm. Not in a, like, I definitely think she did it way, but in a, um, should we maybe be questioning these facts? And these things. Because and Betty has a way of phasing out of reality yes. sometimes. She talks extensively about our origin story yes. as a program. Yes. The Sticky Maple. The Sticky Maple. Veronica fills Archie in on that because he didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And... She's very worried. I get so nostalgic whenever they talk about nearly boiling slash drowning Chuck in a hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. So Betty goes to see Evelyn in jail. And so we get some Evelyn. I love Evelyn. Also, this is when the opening credits start. Yes. This is when the title card is. 15 hits. minutes. Betty asks Evelyn, like, did Donna come visit you? And Evelyn's like, oh, for what? A second secret passcode that makes you fugue out and hurt people you love? Why, yes, Evelyn, that's that's strangely specific, but yes. And Evelyn also digs at her about, like, well, something seems wrong, Betty. What's wrong? Mm -hmm. As Betty, like, flashes to thinking about the blood-covered rock. Mm-hmm. Betty decides to tell her that she went to a party and she thinks she blacked out. She's like, I want to know. And Evelyn cuts her off. What you're capable of? Because how's Jughead doing, Betty? How's he? Is he good? I love Evelyn. I yeah. miss Evelyn. Uh, and so Betty tells her to go to hell. And she's like, <laughs> I'm in hell. I'm already here. And soon you will be too. Yeah, there, there's a special place for, for boyfriend killers in Slabside, apparently. Or no, yes. in Shankshaw. They, Slabside's the one from Arrow, excuse they, me. 
They are saving a cell for her next to old Sparky because apparently the death penalty is still in Riverdale. Well, it's not. It's just really old Sparky. <laughs> really old Sparky. They have a plaque there. They don't use it, it's, but it's just on the tour. It's you know? actually like the kitchen like chef. Like the jail chef, his name is Sparky. Oh, okay. Because sometimes he accidentally sets stuff on fire. Oh, no, Sparky. He, he tends to burn the toast. Sparky, why? Yeah. So they but make... anyway, the, the whole like what you're capable of thing is really underlining to me that I that we were right about the, the greater conspiracy yes. between Evelyn and Chick and Charles and the Stonies because that is like, I think... That's supposed to refer to serial killer genes. Yeah. Yes. So then Betty goes to visit Charles, who has been listening to the bug, Mm -hmm. where apparently Brett has been monologuing for 30 minutes about his new Rolex. Because the boy has no hobbies. No. His only hobby was bullying, and he already killed the guy, so now he's got nothing. Right now, he has no one to bully. (laughs) Jonathan, get in here. Jameson. Who's that? (laughs) Uh, and so the thing is, though, is Charles doesn't know that, or doesn't know, if you could see my quotes, uh, we don't, I'm suspicious that he knows or not, where she went after Stonewall. Yeah. Uh, she claims she went to Pops. We know that she went to Shankshaw. I bet he knows too, but <laughs> apparently he doesn't. My favorite scene comes now. Yeah. Uh, Archie goes home. Oh, yes. And uh, Mary comes out and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll say. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Mary is all like, I'm so sorry about springing the Naval Academy on you, but we got to talk. So, Brooke, she she's not just a friend. She's my girlfriend. Oh. We totally said something like, I don't know, when Mary was introduced like, oh man, I bet she is off in Chicago. With a girlfriend. With a girlfriend. I, I believe you. Yeah, I vaguely remember this from season one or two. Predictions are true! <laughs> we are infallible. There are werewolves somewhere. We just have yet to find them. They are actually werewolves. They were just wearing the disguise. Okay. So they no were- one knew. <laughs> That's the easiest no, way to no, hide a oh, werewolf. Oh, put them no, in a rubber no, werewolf no, mask. No, 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 prediction. Oh my god, Jughead is actually a werewolf. Uh huh. That's why he was wearing the bunny mask. Because <laughs> you never suspect a rubber bunny to be a real werewolf. Yes, and that's why he's gone right now. He's not actually dead. He's off hiding because this is like werewolf time of the month. Because he just hit like were- werewolf. Puberty? Uh-huh. Where it's set in. Now, previously he had some werewolf spotting, but now there's a werewolf heavy flow. <laughs> yes. Okay. And and now he has to, like, disappear for a while because it's... Because he's originally unclean. Because he uh, he has become a man, a were-man. <laughs> or no, he's permanently one now, so that's why they had to pretend to kill him so he could go live in the mountains. But anyhow, anyway, Mary, so Mary is, is opening herself up and talking about her past and how uh, uh, Counselor Rivers is, is a widow. Yes. I suppose they both are now. Yes. And they, they, they hadn't seen each other for years, but they reconnected after Brooke's husband died. And Mary just thought that she was being a comfort to a friend, but then she realized it was more. And so they've been together. 
um, and she doesn't want to have any secrets with Archie. So she wanted to make sure he knows. Um, and Archie, Archie's very like, oh, I'm surprised, but like, it's fine. Yeah. But then Betty comes bursting in and <laughs> yeah. is like, we need to talk. Come on, Archie. And so it's like, okay, we'll have to talk later, mom. Betty, I was hoping to have some emotional catharsis with my son <laughs> for once in for my him. life. I just, I'm trying to talk to him about a happy This is thing. kind of a big deal for me, Betty. So Betty is there because she, what she says as they rush into Archie's room is, I need you to go to Stonewall and start a fight with Brett. <laughs> yes, because this is lying low, because that's exactly what Archibald H. Andrews would do. Yes. I'm making up the H. I don't I think that's say, true. I was going to say, what's the H stiff for? Hiram, his real dad. <gasps> Mary, how could you? And he doesn't even realize. <laughs> Just thought it was a weird coincidence his whole life. Yeah. Archie, before he does this, you can tell that Veronica's gotten a little under his skin. Yeah. Because he does question Betty a little bit about like, but, but like, but why? We didn't even see them like do it. Mm-hmm. How do we know it was them? We know it who was them. else could it be, Archie? Are you going to accuse me right here in your own room? Are you man enough? She doesn't actually say that. She's but thinking it's it. It's the eye stare. Uh, so, Betty is so scary in this whole she's episode. She's so scary. It's not even at the worst yet. So Archie bursts into Stonewall. Brett sees him and is like, oh shit. He calls out Brett like he's doing a run-in to a WWE match. Like, you can practically hear his theme music and pyro goes off when he shows up in the hallways of Stonewall Academy. Yes. It's very much like fake Punisher dude. (laughs) Or like Bear Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so... There would be a great Riverdale Wrestling League. Archie... That guy from the mercenary <laughs> crew. Bear Man has the whole supernatural gimmick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Archie beats the shit out of Brett. Yes. And they're then, both shouting about who did and didn't kill Jughead. Yes. Which is but, kind of a weird thing for a bunch of people who are playing a polite game about a murder that isn't a murder yet. Yeah. He's it's, not even he's, declared a missing person. Yeah. And they're like, Archie's like, you murdered my best friend. I know you did it. <laughs> no, your girlfriend married or murdered your best friend. And it's just like, should any of you be saying this? <laughs> um, but Donna comes in. She called security. Um, As if he couldn't kick their ass too. So then we see Betty and Charles are, are listening to the bug back in Charles's offices uh, and Archie has left, and Brett and Donna are talking to each other. We go back to them, and we see that they're talking directly into the bug. They found it. What do you think could have given it away? Might it be the blinking red light? You know, as soon as he went to sleep, <laughs> if, like, he didn't know beforehand and, like, check his room after you left, yeah, it was maybe the blinking red light when he went to sleep. If it was just a cloudy day, you would have seen the floor get lit up, <laughs> blink, blink, blink. And so they just, like, speak into it about, like, how they know and gotta up your game if you're gonna play or make this any fun for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, that's suspicious right there. Yeah, you've got that on, like, reel-to-reel. <laughs> that's incriminating. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's probable cause for all sorts of things. Uh, so back at the Andrews household, Mary's like, what the fuck, Archie? I just got off the phone with Stonewall. <laughs> what? You attacked a student? Is this about Brooke? Is this about our relationship? <laughs> Archie's response is, it's incredibly complicated. <laughs> and Mary's response is, I know I'm not your father, but you can communicate with me too. <laughs> And then like I feel for for Mary like I don't understand the logical progression that would go from I'm uncomfortable with my mother dating again to I have to punch this rich kid. But then again, Archie's not the most logical boy. <laughs> and so then Archie's like getting ready to be like I have to tell you something, mom. <laughs> But then, but then he gets, just, you, <laughs> he gets a call mm-hmm. from Betty, and he answers it, standing up by his bedroom window, and it's and Betty who's standing staring, at her bedroom window, staring across the alley, and just motionless. She's like, "End this conversation before you say something <laughs> stupid." <laughs> She's like, "You have to do it. Tell her that it's Veronica." Hang up, leave. Betty is the only person who will murder someone in order to not get pegged for a murder she didn't do. As Betty is like death staring at him, he's like, yeah, Ronnie, I'll be there in a minute and hangs up (laughs) and is like, I gotta go, mom. And she's she's like, I know. She's not accepting. You always gotta go. When is it Mary's turn? I was in 16 candles. <laughs> but Archie is like, Veronica told me not to tell, but like her dad's been sick and like that's what's going on and she's just having a hard time and then Mary's like, oh, okay. And this is the secret to a good lie. Actually tell the truth. Yeah. Just not the All important one. You know, just tell the other truth instead because this finally like, oh no, that poor thing. Uh, yeah, you, you should go support her. And, you know, she was high school friends or at least acquaintances with Hiram. Mm-hmm. Hi- Hiram paid for a lot of stuff in the Andrews home for the past two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Betty comes uh, downstairs. Or not meanwhile, right after this, I guess. Betty goes downstairs. <laughs> and Alice and FP are there. And they're and like. It looks like they got something scary to talk about. So I'm expecting a misdirection. I'm expecting them to, like, announce their engagement or something. Oh, so what we are we are getting is that uh, FP, the sheriff, uh-huh. took advice from Jellybean, who the is not child. who is not dead, <laughs> who still exists and apparently does live with them. But she's a hacker. Since they kept trying to call Jughead's phone and wasn't getting anywhere, Jellybean was like, "Well, why don't you track the phone, the GPS stuff? You know, mm-hmm. Sheriff Dad, who should know these things." And FP's like, you know, so we decided to, like, ping it, like she said. Jelly Bean has watched a CSI or two in her day. And so the phone was in Betty's jacket. Mm-hmm. They're at the house. And FP's like, why do you have my missing son's phone? Flashback to Joan. But Betty is completely on the back foot. She had no idea. She never checked her pockets this whole time. 
which is weird in reality, also weird in the story she makes up. Yes. She's much worse at stories oh, without, yeah. without Charles on her shoulder. It's, it's honestly pretty awful. I can't <laughs> believe they buy it at first. Like, she, it gets better as it goes. Like, the beginning of it sounds like... It's real weak. Um, but it's all about how, like, oh, he was missing his phone, and then we found it, but it, like, wasn't charged, so we had to plug it in, and then, like, I don't know, I must have, like, pocketed it or something, and then I forgot about it. All this time. All this time. And she's like, I'm losing my mind! My boyfriend's missing! Yeah, she doesn't get out on the strength of her story, she gets out on the strength of her pity. Yes. Yeah. That's when she starts to win them over, and she's like, should we declare him a missing person? I'm, I'm losing my mind. We have to do something. Mm-hmm. And so then she goes to Veronica and Archie uh, at the Blue and Gold. Yes. Which is where, like, if they're not meeting at Pops in this episode, they're meeting at the Blue and Gold office. Which is a ghost town, it should be. I mean, Betty was the only, the, the only reporters they have have either been removed from the paper or killed. Yes. After transferring schools, so. Uh, and so she fills him in on what happened and about the phone and all that. Uh, and Veronica goes home, finds Hiram alone. Yes, right where she wants him. And he he apologizes, talks about how he didn't tell her because he didn't want pity or to seem weak. And, and she talks about how, how she will be a source of strength. Yes. While just in the background to to the right-hand side of the screen is this, like, dramatic bullfighting painting. <laughs> like, ah, ah, strength. I get it. So she's all like, what can I do, Daddy? And he's like, you can get along with your sister. And I'm like, oh, bullshit. Ah, <laughs> uh-uh, bull. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. But just... Just to be clear, he never mentions what he didn't say. He never <laughs> says what it is. So maybe this is a, a further, you know, hint that the the disease is some sort of master plan from from puppet master uh, uh, Hermione, <laughs> or just another example of his machismo. He can't even say what he's not saying. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Betty gets a phone call. It is FP, who has gotten a call that a hiker found a bloody rock in the woods oh, behind Stonewall. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, and he's got to go pick it up, and then they're going to test it. Betty's all like, okay, well, keep me updated. And then she goes downstairs, and she, we finally see fucking Jellybean yes. for, like, the first time since Halloween. Because it is arts and crafts time. Because Betty is all like, hey, you still got that fake blood from Halloween? You know, when I wanted to kill you because you made me think someone else already did. Uh, and so Betty gets that, and then she goes into the garden and finds a rock. I hope it's the caramel rock. Oh, <gasps> that would be so good if it was the rock for, from the front uh, 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 landscaping. And she, So she calls Charles, and she's like, hey, so they found the rock. And he's like, but I thought you threw it in the river. And they're like, well, obviously they planted it, so we got to get it. And he's like, well, what are we going to do then? And Betty's like, I got taken care of. And we cut back to her, and we see that she is holding the phone, like, on her shoulder, wearing gloves, and is just painting the freaking rock like a craft project with fake blood. Fake blood. It is so good. It's so good. Uh, Earlier before this scene, though, there was a very special commercial break that I would like to talk about. 
Yeah. Because that is when we saw a trailer for a new teen romance movie starring KJ Appa. Yeah. With his jet black dyed hair he has for everything that isn't Riverdale. Which should be his normal color, but you can tell it's not. Right, because his hair's been destroyed by one thing. He has to destroy it further for all the other things. Yes. I just have to ask, please, world, please let any of the Riverdale teens be in a romance film where no one is sick. Right? Can we... They all just keep doing movies where one of them's gonna die from an illness. Charles goes to uh, the sheriff's office... FP has the rock and he's Bagged all and tagged. He's all like, we're gonna send it off. And Charles is like, well, if I take that back to Quantico, they can have it uh, in two days. Yeah. Compared to like five. And so FP's like, okay. Desperate father that he is, that that is much better, yes. And so then Charles meets Betty at Pops and, and they sets a- it on the fucking table. They do a pop swaps. Charles is really bad at crime. <laughs> yeah. He just like literally plops it on and Betty has to like hide Shove it away. It back, yeah, into his, his and, uh, shirt pocket. And Betty hands hers over under the table because mm-hmm. she's much better than Charles. <laughs> also, Charles doesn't seem upset to be losing his half brother. Well, they weren't that close, to be fair. (laughs) Or, like, that his, I don't know, his father is going through this. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem They also weren't that close. Still. The only one that really cares about him is Alice, and I don't think he reciprocates. He's just happy for a home-cooked meal sometimes, while he fails to catch the videotape person. Do we care about the videotape person? I would love to know if we care about the videotape person. (laughs) What if Brett's the videotape person? That's actually what those videos were. Whoa. Everyone's front stoops. Uh, so... But yes, hmm. Betty's plan is to steal this planted rock, which... Uh, we can only assume has Jughead's blood and her fingerprints put on it. Yes. While the the fake rock will be sent to a crime lab that will simply discover corn syrup and food coloring. So did they plant it with Jughead's blood because, like, one of the initiations of the skull and quill is to, like, take a vial of your blood? I feel like we would have seen that. Then how'd they get Jughead's blood? Well, when they killed him, they just, like, made a second rock. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I much prefer the idea that they drew his blood at some point. There was a lot of blood to go around at that point. Uh, so Veronica and Archie are getting ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And Veronica gets a very late night call from college. Or early morning. Who knows with these kids' know. schedules. It might be 4 a.m., Is that time to go to bed or time to wake up? I don't know in Riverdale. It's certainly a time for a college registrations officer to be in the office. And to call her and let her know that uh, her acceptance is under review because they received an anonymous call about her illegal maple club. Mm -hmm. But they like... Knew about your other... Yes, but that was the legal speakeasy. This is an illegal speakeasy. I don't think it was actually legal for her to own it and operate (laughs) it underage. Well, she technically didn't at that point, I think. Uh, Anyways, 
They're like, oh, it's those stonies. Those Stonewall kids did this. Yes, yes. They they have. Uh, there, there's now a declaration of war against the allies of Betty in their effort to take down Betty. Yes. Uh, so over at the Blue and Gold, the three of them meet up again, and Veronica kind of pushes into Betty that she wants to know everything that Betty can remember. Yes. Tell us what you know and what you don't know. And this is where Betty starts to come back from really looking like a crazy murderer. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, like, we, we hadn't mentioned it yet, but all, there are a lot of scenes in Betty's room around her vanity when she's, you know, making the, the fake rock to switch with the other fake yes. rock. When, when she's uh, calling from her script to talk to FP. And the vanity mirror is still cracked and broken. Yeah. And she has had months to fix that. She just likes the symbolism. So Betty admits that she might have blacked out and mm-hmm. she didn't tell them because she was scared about what that could mean. Um, and so so they encourage her to go talk to Charles because he hypnotized you last time. Maybe, maybe he can fix it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all going to trust Charles, right? So uh, they go and do that. And... Archie and Veronica are there too to watch, and Betty has a flash, flashes to the party, mm-hmm. and then she remembers being with Donna, who's talking about the these magic words that Evelyn told her, but then she suddenly remembers that Donna blows uh, powder in her face, mm-hmm. and she like snaps out of it and tells all of this to Charles, who immediately diagnoses the the, the issue. He he recognizes this substance. He's like, oh, it must be sc- scopolamine or whatever. You, you've got a case of scoliosis. It's also <laughs> known as devil's breath. Devil's breath. I think that's something that uh... my new favorite drug. <laughs> devil's breath. I think that's something that Sally uh, poisoned the, yes! the Frankenstein that guy. Is, that is exactly what I was thinking. That was Frog's Breath, actually. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But still, it it's upgraded Frog's Breath. Uh, and Charles lets us know that... Finkelstein. ...what it does would have left Betty incapable of going after Jughead. You just have a blackout and a bit of a daze. She, she would not have had the will, inclination, or... A uh, uh, physical coordination to, to bash his brains in. Yeah. So uh, Betty texts Donna to meet her in the woods. At the scene of the crime, because the killer always returns there. But which one are they talking about? Ooh. And she's all like, I remember that you blew devil's breath in my face. It wasn't Evelyn. And she's like, you know, Evelyn really hates you. <laughs> Like I think we, I think we all know. There was a knows. whole thing with a gun, and you know, I didn't compliment her cute beret. And so they go back and forth about how one of them killed Jughead, and Betty hid the body with Archie and Veronica, and body will never be found because then it would lead to Betty, and like just this this whole like accusing each other thing. And, but also and, talking in that same way of, like, in case someone's listening right now. 
plausible deniability, very careful wording all up in it. But but Donna ties it off in a bow saying that what happens now is nothing. We're at our stalemate and uh, uh, Jughead just becomes one of the Stonewall Five now. Yes. Apparently they don't teach math over there. It would be six. Six. Stonewall six. six. What if it was always five and they just knew they were going to kill him from the start? <laughs> they already added the number on. Ooh. Yeah. What if it was the Stonewall four? What if Jughead's actually Jughead the first? Jughead actually, like. And they're, they're planning really long term. <laughs> Jughead, like, researched the other five, though, so... Th- that's how they got away with saying there's no Stonewall Five. It's just, uh... uh we're, we're just really looking forward to it. Uh, so at Pops, the three of them are, are there, and Betty is like, okay, we've been playing defense, we gotta make our own move now. Something to, to shake him up, something to put him on the back foot. FP needs to find Jughead's body. Bum, bum, it bum. has to be him. Uh, and so they got to get a search party. And then we go to the other flashback that's now no longer a flashback, which is them searching the woods. Yes, we, we get our search party. And now you know that no matter how accurate my predictions are, and they are impeccable, I am not writing the show because Hot Dog would have found Jughead's right? body in my version. Right. Hot Dog would have been like, here is my boy. Where's Vegas been lately? Dead. Vegas has just been sleeping on Fred's grave the whole time, like Futurama, but worse. But it is Archie, Archie that finds Jughead. And there's like, this was planned because Betty like gives this Gives him the signal like, now's the time, you should go find him. And so he goes over and he calls FP and they look over this cliff, this small like little cliff thing. Yeah. And we see... The back of Jughead's serpent jacket. On a crumpled body. Yes. And so then we go to the morgue where FP mm. is like leading Betty in through a hallway that is lined with people. I think some other serpents. Definitely Brett and Donna, which oh, is yeah, very Oh, yeah, they're there. And a bunch of other people. And they go in. To identify the body. We're racking up all the flash forwards, baby. Yes. And, and there it is. Just after Betty and FP see it, Donna and Brett open the door. And Betty shoves them out forcefully, bodily. No, 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 thank you. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Archie, who is reading... The Art of War by Sun Tzu. He is reading a newspaper, okay. which we can assume the, art, the front page is about Drughead. Yeah. And Mary comes in, and she's like, do you want to talk? And she just is like, I'm so sorry about what happened. By the not, way. Uh, it's not fair that you're losing everyone. This is supposed to be the best year of your life, but it's your father and your best friend. And I'm like, oh my God, Mary, that is not helping. Allegedly your dog. Not fucking helping. Your jalopy hasn't been seen in months either. She's, I'm just like, you want to bring up every terrible thing that's happened to him? You're not walking at graduation. You don't get to go to college. Your girlfriend's moving away. That bear is still stalking the wilderness doing who knows what to the innocent people of Canada. You can't be a model because of your scars. He can be a very specialized model because of his scars. You can break down barriers, Archie. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Archie stands up and pulls the curtains across his bedroom window mm-hmm. and sits back down on the bed with his mom and says, I have to confess something. Bum, bum, bum. I also have a crush on Counselor Rivers. <laughs> Veronica and Hermosa go to see Hiram. Side by side. And they're all like, we want to be named co-executives on, or executors on your estate. Which is a bad idea. Yes. If you're going to have co-executors, you got to make sure they agree on like everything. And they don't. They agree on nothing. They don't even agree on what their last name should be. And he's like, oh yeah, this is a good idea. Or at least until you go away to college in like six months. And she's like, oh, I might defer a year. We'll see. And then they leave. And Arvosa's all like. What the fuck is that? What? 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 Was deferment? Nobody defers college. And Veronica's like, stop being a suspicious bitch. (laughs) Yeah, they say bitch a lot this episode. We're about to mention it again. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Betty goes to the woods and Donna shows up. Betty may have lost Jughead, but she carries on his fashion sense. She is wearing his jean jacket. Yes, with the the fluffy inside. Yes. There's a name for that. I don't know it, though. Sherpa. Sherpa. Donna and Betty are there, and it's a whole thing of, like, why reveal the body? We know you killed him. No, you killed him. My incredible plan is to ruin your plan by uncovering a load of evidence that points directly to me. You'll never see it coming. Oh, shit. And Betty's all like, I'm going to take you down. Uh, she's like, I'm the ultimate wild card. Yes. I'm the daughter of the Black Hood. Yes. I'm training with the FBI. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'm coming for you, psycho bitch. Yeah. No one up. else, just you. Yeah, she's letting Brett off the hook. She's laser focused on Donna Summer Winters. You're gonna regret meeting me. <laughs> And yes, I did just make up a last and middle name for Donna. Thank you very Isn't much. Isn't her last name Sweet? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Donna Sweet? What could her middle name be that would make that like a sentence? Aren't you sweet? <laughs> Arch? Yeah, aren't you? Aren't you? It's Croatian. <laughs> it's Croatian. Donna Archa Sweet. Uh, Donna Nacha Sweet. <laughs> Not so. Yeah. Donna Loves Mambo <laughs> is... is... Uh, running scared now so betty meets archie and veronica at pops and fills them in on meeting donna and apparently it sounds like donna just showed up yeah like she just goes to that spot in the woods at certain times of day (laughs) to see if betty's there just in case like betty didn't text her this time to feed on the psychic essence or maybe betty's (laughs) bugged you know there's also that. A little GPS maybe, dot. Maybe she doesn't te- check her pockets. Maybe they were testing a yeah. theory. Betty's like, they're all scared, and now we just gotta wait. We gotta wait for their next move. So and that's the end, and there's no narration and nothing else. Well, yeah, he's dead. That didn't stop him in the beginning, though, so uh, I don't know. Oh! <laughs> so yeah, the, this, that is the end of the episode, and it leaves us with the setup for... Who knows how much of the rest of the season. It's all a matter of who has the best idea of their opponent and who has planned the most moves ahead. And supplementally, who knows who their opponent really is. It's just a chess game. 
It's a chess game, but you're playing blind and you don't know how many pieces the opponent has. It's that game from Star Trek. Yes, it is three-dimensional chess, but also <laughs> Battleship with bluff mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that game exists somewhere. <laughs> Some person made that out of cardboard. And you know what? They have a girlfriend. There's hope for everyone. <laughs> so, darling, what did you think of Chapter 71, How to Get Away with Murder? So much happened! I'm not sure I learned how to get away with murder. I did not learn how to get away with murder. But maybe that's a good thing, because you know, maybe if you think about it. Right now, how to get, get away with murder seems to be... Make sure you get blamed for the murder. <laughs> the first step in getting away with murder is having a half-brother in the FBI, but there's a good chance that he's going to <laughs> pin the murder on you in the end. How to get away with murder. Be the son of a lawyer and tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> How to get... Archie's first plan... Like, I get that the three of them are the best of friends, even though they spend no time together for the last 12 this, months. This is the most time that any character has spent together with another character. But at no point, even in their stunned silence, e even in like the first uh, breakfast afterward when they compared their very uh, disparate alibis to say, you know, we could just turn all this over I had this argument with my uncle a lot, and I think it would have been best for him. It might apply to us as well. Archie doesn't think that way. No. <laughs> He's that loyal slash terrified with Betty. What did you think of this episode? I love how fucking scary Betty is. Betty's very scary. I love that Betty is the character that they give the most range to. Yes. She's terrifying. She's all too rarely happy. Love those. Yeah. But, like, Veronica is either intense or horny. And uh, <laughs> Archie is always, you know, charming and aw shucks or rage. Yes. E everybody has two where uh, Betty has a much fuller spectrum. Yeah. And I love when they go up to and, and create new boundaries on those. So, yeah, like this episode for Scary Betty. Yeah. Also, having all of our characters involved in one plot, like I've been begging for. Kevin joined us yeah. for a couple minutes, and you know what? That's more than I've gotten I don't, in a lot of episodes. I don't mind that, you know, the, the peripheral characters were either absent or very minor. Yeah. Because I, I was getting, you know, an A plot that, that yeah. was strong, important, obviously what the whole uh, uh, season so far has been leading to. Yeah. With a couple of small subplots sprinkled in. Yeah. You know, for flavor. <laughs> so yeah, I am positive on this episode. Thumbs up for me. Yeah. Anyhow, I think it is time to do some segments. And yes, I did mean plural. Oh boy. First, let's do our, our tried and true red, white, and blue. The, the favorite of all real Americans. It's time to check our sources. Oh. So the last time we did this segment, it's been a few episodes, mm -hmm. we talked about uh, uh, Jughead the Hunger, and then the following week, Vampironica. Mm -hmm. And that's so this episode I can talk about Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica, <laughs> the crossover story. Yeah. This is by uh, writer Frank Thierry and art the art team Pat and Tim Kennedy. Mm -hmm. There are 
examples of crossovers that uh, make something beautiful out of like a, a chocolate and peanut butter style effect. You know, taking yeah. two things out of their element that makes something sublime in, in either its surprising parallels or just its nonsense. You can think of Archie versus Predator. Let me guess, this isn't one of them. There are also crossovers <laughs> that uh, take two popular things, put them together, and by taking them out of their context, they've lost everything that makes them interesting and engaging, and you just get a two things t-shirt that doesn't have really much to offer. Yeah. Like Alien versus Predator. I like Alien versus Predator, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Do you like it as much as Alien? No, but no. I did see Alien versus Predator before I ever saw Alien. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica, it, while maybe being the, the end of a triptych in this segment, is actually the start of a new trend in recent Archie titles that I want to talk about, the multiverse. Yeah. In Archie stories over the last calendar year or so, the last 12 months-ish, uh, so, so many of them have involved the idea of multiple Riverdales, multiple versions of the Archie cast coming and going and meeting one another. Mm -hmm. And this is the first of them that I want to talk about. Okay. Because, you know, it keeps it simple. There's only two. The, the world of Vampironica crashes into, or rather just Vampironica herself and some other nasty vampires crash into the world of Jughead the Hunger. And there's this immediate confusion of who's alive and who's dead versus undead versus reanimated dead. There's a lot of stuff going on in these two books. But in the end, what it really is, is a pretty rote find the MacGuffin so that we can undo the thing that happened. Although in the middle, this is also part of the, the greater trend, in the middle, there is a big spread of a whole lot of different Archie stories. Uh, not just recent comics, but Riverdale is represented, old stuff from the 50s through 70s. And all of these worlds are in crisis because little Jinx, grown up to be a teenager, read something from an ancient grimoire she wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. It's fine. The The art it, it tells the story well, but it just, like, the reason early Jughead the Hunger was good is because it, it really relied a lot on Jughead being isolated. You know, he does not fit in the world of man because... He doesn't want to eat his friends, but he doesn't fit among the world of werewolves either because he doesn't want to eat his friends. Yeah. While now it's a team adventure book, and that's not what makes that character work. And Vampironica is all about, you know, dealing with family legacy and, and making a path for herself, but now it's just a MacGuffin-seeking adventure, and it's just, it's not what makes the character interesting. Yeah. So I would say give Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica a pass, personally. Also, Frank Thierry is a big asshole. I didn't mention it when we talked about his last book, but I feel like that, that was negligent, and I really should. Yeah. Yeah. But now it is time for our second segment of the night. <gasps> second segment. You ready, Mo? This one doesn't have a name, because I don't think it's going to be a regular thing. I just wanted to talk about some news. Well, we have a lot of news to talk about. Uh, in show and out. I want to start with the out, uh, the uh, outside stuff. Okay. 
Lachlan Monroe, who you might remember as uh, the antagonist of Riverdale Season 2 and many, many Hallmark films. Yes. Is no longer on Riverdale, at least as far as we know. So he's got another job? Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us about that job. He is a spokesperson for Mindful Living, a brand new CBD oil sales front. And Is it a pyramid scheme? As far as I can tell, no. They are just selling direct from their website. They are not recruiting sellers to in turn recruit sellers, etc. Yet. But CBD oil is the, the latest wellness craze. Everything on this website is about wellness because it is a supplement and therefore is not regulated by the FDA, except that they cannot make specific medical claims. Now, why would I get my CBD infused whatever from them Mm -hmm. when I can just go buy my infused hand cream from Kohl's? We saw that. (laughs) Well, I... I, Not that I'm going to buy it because I'm afraid I'll, like, be allergic to it. I don't know specifically what Kohl's is offering, but I have seen a certificate of analysis of Mindful Living's products that, that say, according to a quality manager... Uh, that that the both the liquid drops and the topical uh, uh, cream are negative for E. coli and salmonella, which is good. I'm glad. Is that a concern for those types of products? Not for this one, I guess. Is this a risk of like these things? <laughs> You should know that according to uh, the Mindful Living website, CBD oil is perfectly safe and even beneficial for dogs. No! According to the American Kennel well, Club, the jury is still out. There is no uh, uh, definite research saying that it has benefits for dogs, but they are sponsoring. The American Kennel Club is sponsoring a currently ongoing study to see if CBD oil can help with Dogs that have treatment-resistant seizures. There, I believe there are vets out there that, not. I don't want to say they're probably, like, writing prescriptions for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it does seem, especially in our area where there's people who are just really insane about their dogs. The Chrysler's crowd. Uh, there are definitely people on uh, some of the neighborhood groups talking about the products they're buying for their animals. <laughs> but... I, I will not fully judge because I believe most of these people have like very old pets mm-hmm. that suffer from different ailments. And I think they're just trying to find ways to improve their life, yes. quality of life. So I'm, I like if there's nothing else that anyone else can do, I get it. Why not try it? The, but I do not know. I do not know if dogs can benefit from the placebo effect. I don't know if dog brains work that way. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not saying that that's all that CBD oil offers. I'm just saying that it may be, when testing uh, uh, is complete and, and the science is all in, a very significant part of what CBD oil offers. Yeah. Using medical marijuana and various other things and the aspects of it Yes, it can do really great stuff for people who suffer from seizures and various stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if putting that in a hand lotion and rubbing <laughs> it on my body is going to do much. 
But I'm glad that that Mr. Monroe is doing something to pay the rent and stay involved. I do have to say one thing that really jumped out at me when I was researching this, the most researched segment in Sex Archie history, uh-huh. is the color scheme for the Mindful Living website. Yeah. I would describe it in three words, tangerine, tangerine, tangerine. Oh <laughs> it all fits together. It's an ARG. The truth is out there. Now, did you compare the prices of their products to prices elsewhere? They have five or six things in the whole shop. Oh my god, that is tangerine. Yeah, it is. Everything's tangerine. They have a lip balm sized uh, of of their their wellness rub for $12. Some cuticle cream is what you're telling me. A a full stick for $30. Some some deodorant. And uh, the little dropper bottle of just the oil is $100. You can also buy apparel, a $60 hoodie. Is it infused? There is no CBD oil in the hoodie. Then why? Why are they selling a hoodie? I have seen socks that are apparently infused. I'm like, what happens when you wash them? If CBD oil has worked for you, if, you know, it helps you sleep, if it helps you chill, whether that is just my my skeptic's belief in uh, uh, the placebo effect or an actual as yet on uh, definitively described by the FDA of, of, uh, and medical research effect. Here is what the FDA requires Mindful Living to to tell you. The Food and Drug Administration has not evaluated these statements. Our products are not intended to affect the structure or function of the body, nor to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any kind of disease. Always consult your doctor about potential interactions and other possible complications before using any product. So they are legally required to say, after all of their vague stuff about wellness, self-care, and the importance of journaling, actually their, their blog is their blog and their Facebook is all about journaling. That's that weird. technically this product is not intended to affect your body in any measurable way. Goodness. Anyhow, back to the show's actual news. Yep. So uh, it was announced that Marisol Nichols, who plays Hermione. And Skeet Altrich. Who, I don't know who he is. They are leaving the show after this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how their characters are leaving. Mm-hmm. We just know they are. It feels like cheating to make predictions about this that aren't foreshadowed yet, because that's how our predictions tend to be made. Mm-hmm. But if I had to guess in the long term, FP will either die at the end of the season or he will be so disgraced by whatever is going on with these conspiracies upon conspiracies that he is, is no longer welcome as sheriff and takes a, a, his, his bike on a long ride out of town, never to be seen. Yeah. Except for occasional one-off guest appearances for a contractor's fee. Who knows? My prediction is this really uh, season, this upcoming season that they've announced will be just a half season about the summer. Yeah. This this really, like, makes me think that. The, the show could survive without Hermione. And frankly, it feels like it has been for three of the three and a half seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can understand uh, her wanting to leave. The show just doesn't feel like the show without FP. It doesn't. And especially, it still wouldn't feel like the show without FP. But especially now that Fred's gone. Yes. There needs like to be F- one good dad, and there's no way Hiram could transition to that role. 
Keller's not gonna like he's not they're not gonna make him a bigger role to like fill that or anything. I'd like to see them try because I like the character, but I don't think it would work as yeah. well. It just wouldn't. FP's addition to the show added so much mm-hmm. that I just can't see it without it. Mm-hmm. That's my like I'm like, mm, that just feels like we're getting to the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anything, this is making me much more confident that season five will be the final season. Yes. And perhaps not even a full 22 episodes. Yeah. Well, if we've started edging toward it, we might as well go all the way. Hey, darling, you got any predictions for me? So my first thing is in a fully thought out prediction. <laughs> Yet. I'm just go- sort of going off half cocked here. But I really want to know why... FP is the one that had to find the body. And my mm-hmm. thought is is that he's like in on it. Like I... he knows now. Like he knows what's going on. He's in on it. He's helping cover stuff up. Okay, here's the big thing. Is Jughead dead or not? I don't fucking know. Right. I'm very conflicted. I have no freaking idea. We are on an exact wavelength. FP is in on it one way or another whether yeah. jughead is actually alive and they are like faking it or jughead is dead and he's covering up to save betty and here is what i wrote down previously jughead has to be found by fp because he hates the stonies too and would participate in betty's long-term trap which is also why betty threw them out of the morgue yes yes well that's and that's the other thing that really got me you gotta identify the body behind closed doors huh is that the body yes is that a silicone double yeah that was the thing that really (laughs) made me go oh oh yeah so in on it and this was so like part of the plan because they have to see Mm -hmm. to think that it worked My first prediction is not so much a new prediction, but a reminder of one that's still on the table from years back, back in season one. We did predict that this was all a novel Jughead was writing. Yes. Uh, Just, you know, refreshing the sell-by date on that one. Yeah. That's why he can be dead and narrating. Yes. He's just reading his book back. Yeah. Um, Well, I kind of going off of that... The through the mirror glass film, like camera turn, really made me think this is a moment. This is where, like, there's something Mm -hmm. of like different perspective. You think we're gonna get like an end of clue? Here's how it could have happened, here's how it could have happened, but here's how it really happened. It's going to be Twilight, it's gonna be Breaking (laughs) Dawn, where it's Alice's vision, and then that's not what happens. So that is when they do kill FP and everyone screams at home, but then they reveal it was just a what could have happened and he just rides his motorcycle off into the night. Yes. <laughs> I wish, I wish we made it on opening night just to see everybody scream about Carlisle. Right? We saw it like two weeks after it came out and people were still shocked <gasps> about Carlisle because they have really good spoiler discipline. Yes. And that was good, but it could have been way better. We just made one listener lose their freaking mind because really, they hadn't gotten there yet. Really I, good spoiler <laughs> discipline for that very old movie. But no, I'm I'm kind of thinking that it will all come that certain things that have passed never actually happened because they were different stories of Jughead's. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of different aspects. All right, uh, Cheryl is going to implicate Veronica in order to get 100% of the Maple Club and the rum business. 
She's going to throw her partner under the bus to the wolves, whether those are the legal wolves or the Stonewall wolves. I don't know what what kind of deal this is, but she's going to do it. Yeah. Don't trust her. The fact that Betty borrowed this blood from Jellybean mm-hmm. is going to come back and bite her in the ass. Very sloppy. Because Jellybean, I don't think, is in on it. And Jellybean's <laughs> going to get suspicious and like, Turn Betty into actual cops <laughs> or something, and then Dad, Betty will be I'm, screwed. I would have gone to you, but you didn't even know about phone pinging, so I thought I'd go to the state police. Yeah, because it's going to come back in a, co- like in a couple days that that rock has fake blood on it, mm-hmm. and Jellybean's going to hear it, yes. and then she's going to like call in a tip. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think Archie will stand up in his mother's second wedding? Are we following this relationship? Will it be a major part of the show? I hope or, so. Or at least a Kevin-sized part of the show. I hope so. I want Archie to either like walk her down the aisle Aww. or to officiate. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if he can yet. Or at least, 17. I mean, even if they aren't going that direction. Or just like. Become good friends with Councilman Rivers. Offer, yeah. Or yeah. like offer a little toast at a little party. Oh, yeah. 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 It would actually be kind of fun if he got to know her. Yes. And like they had some adult son bonding. <laughs> that sounds creepy. But you know, like. Yeah. Ch- like. She offered advice. She was there as like another parent figure. Yeah. So I know I said this in the middle of the episode about Jughead being a werewolf. <laughs> but you talking about Jughead the Hunger. Uh-huh. I really want to go with it. <laughs> They're just doing Jughead the Hunger. Sure, why not? You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not dismissing any ideas. There's there's no bad ideas. That that's how we get so many correct uh, predictions by making so many predictions. Well, that that's enough about what we know is happening from the no. news, yeah, and what we feel in our hearts is happening from our gut. Yep. Now it's time to talk about what else we know is coming up next in chapter seventy-two to die for. <laughs> This is named for the 1995 Gus Van Zant mockumentary. Yeah. Uh, it is the movie where Nicole Kidman uh, uh, plays a grown woman who seduces a high school student, played by Casey Affleck, and convinces him to murder her husband. I have not heard of this movie. It's based on a true story. This is from 1995. How old was Casey Affleck? Old enough to still be playing high schoolers, which, hey, it was the 90s. You could be 30 and do that. I mean, I guess, like, based on when Goodwill Hunting came out, it makes sense. In it's just, fact. Like, Casey Affleck, like, didn't age. No, no. He, like, didn't age at all for a very long time. Sexual harassment is very good for the skin. It's kept him young. Uh, oh, but y- yeah. funny you mention uh, Goodwill Hunting. This movie is why it exists. Oh. Because Casey Affleck showed up to set one day and said, hey, Ms. Mr. Director Van Zant, my brother and his friend wrote this script. You might want to check it out. And Goodwill Hunting was Gus Van Zant's next film. Goodwill Hunting's a really good movie. <laughs> it is. I love Goodwill Hunting. I'm glad that it's gone through the, the cycle of like darling to, to joke. And now we've come out the other side and can just say, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. <laughs> 
flirting date in the dollar store with the big funny glasses. Yeah. Love that scene. It's good. Yeah. So what we know. What we know. There's going to be Jughead's funeral. Yep, there, there is a casket. We can only assume it's Jughead's funeral. Who else would it be? Uh, there is a picture of Jughead. All of these clues are pointing toward Jughead's funeral. <laughs> but all three of our conspirators are accused by people close to them of being the murderer. Kids at the center are asking Archie, Hey, I heard a rumor you killed a guy. Alice is sitting Betty down and saying, I know you killed him. And Hermosa is confronting Veronica in a completely different tone. All of them are arrested as we know, is going to happen from yet another flash yes, forward. by FP. We see all of them sharing a cell in, in uh, Riverdale Sheriff's lockup. We also know the tie pin will come up again. Yes, tie pins will be involved. Yes, and that's what we know. And that's Do one it. of our most exhaustive looks at a trailer. I yes. think we got everything Yes, I there. think we did. <laughs> from To Die For, Chapter 72, coming next week. Yeah. And thank you for joining us this week on Sex Archie. If you would like to keep up to date with us, uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. We do appreciate it oh so much. Just like we appreciate you sharing uh, our show with people in your lives, people you know, your acquaintances, your friends, your dearest enemies that you want to drive mad with the intricate labyrinthine plots of Donna What's-Her-Name. Sweet, sweeter, sweets. Donna Sweet Cheeks. I was going to call her Sweetups. I was like, no, that's not it. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie, it's incredibly complicated. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, hold Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me, and you got me, and you got me. Break it down, won't you please?